Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Hey, bird watchers. You're listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews with Sky. Cheap, cheap, cheap. Chirp, chirp. Cheap, 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 cheap. <laughs> Tweety bird. Mm, Tweety bird. I was doing the the Wizzo. Oh, the yeah, Tommy yeah, yeah. You know? That's weird. I was just thinking about the room today at work. <laughs> how, how great it is. No, well, there's a song in the trailer park that we're going to talk about later that has been stuck in my head at work. Mm-hmm. And then in between that, I keep getting stuck in my head. It's just the rhythm of the night, oh. which reminds me of disaster artist yeah. when he's like on the dance floor singing <laughs> it and everything. I love how they play that song twice in that movie. Cause there's the yeah. scene with it. And then it plays <laughs> when the credits start. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, the room has been on my mind today. <laughs> Thinking is... of you, Tommy, man. Actually, we never saw it. This was, I think, 2018, but Tommy Wiseau and um, Greg Sestero came out with that other movie. Yeah, Best Friends slash Fiends. Yeah. Well, like, the R is in parentheses, meaning it's it could either be included or excluded. Yeah. Clever. Wow. I like it. I, yeah, I do want to see that. And it, now that we're in this mode where we don't have to just watch movies from this year that we're in... Yeah, then we can actually see what we want to see. We do whatever we want. We can do whatever we want. We have. We are our own person. But before we were shackled by Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> Netflix and kill me, please. <laughs> was that the subtitle to our Velvet Buzzsaw? I think it was just Netflix, Netflix and, and kill. kill. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> we should do subtitles to our episodes more often. We need to uh, maybe. Well, we probably could now. People, people get the shtick. People know what's up. Yeah. Oh, like you're saying if we didn't name an episode just the name of the movie? Yeah. Well, I think we should do it like the name of the movie and then a subtitle. Oh, that's a lot. I know. Because some movies have subtitles like the movie we're talking about today. Well, I think we should just do subtitle, subtitle, because that's probably going to happen in Hollywood soon anyway. (laughs) I know. I'm pretty sure it did happen because last year there was John Wick colon chapter three colon Parabellum. I thought it was just John Wick Chapter Three colon Parabellum. No, because the chapters have always come after a colon, and like John Wick colon Chapter Two. Mm, I don't know. And I think what it is is John Wick colon Chapter Three hyphen Parabellum <laughs> in quotations in quotes parentheses the next one PEMDAS. <laughs> <laughs> Please eat more dinosaurs, ass. Squatch. What was, it? what was it? Uh, purple elephants marching down a street. I don't know. I don't I think, remember PEMDAS. I think that's what it was. Hey, Swampies, write us in. What is PEMDAS? I forgot. <laughs> I, I haven't. I haven't been in a school in a long time. <laughs> I haven't set foot in a 
elementary school in about three days. <laughs> no. About, about three no. days since Tuesday, which would be about today. <laughs> no. No. But yeah, second review for the Double Deuce. Well, mm-hmm. second review of a Double Deuce movie. We had we had that weird hiccup week last week. Yeah. But from still, here on out, though. <laughs> yeah. Double Deuce. We promise now. Yeah, there's no going back. We don't have anything else hidden away in the chambers. It's been it's been a tr- tumultuous time. Is that even a word? I don't even know. Tumultuous. Tumultuous. <laughs> tumultuous. Tumultuous. It's been a busy time. It's been a busy time. Yeah, we've both been very busy. It doesn't help that I'm like trying to find a place to live now. And yeah. So. Colin is homeless. No, I'm I'm moving. I have so much home. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm home more. I'm moving. And we're gonna have to start recording these remotely a little bit. Yeah, a little, a lot of bit. This is our, this is probably our last episode for a little while where we're gonna be recording on the futon. Yeah, R.I.P. Futon. Well, I'm taking it with me. Right, and it's <laughs> hardly a futon now, anyways, because it's broken. So it's just a bed. <laughs> yeah, it's an uncomfortable bed. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, well, you don't have to sleep in it. <laughs> well, I'm about to. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like later tonight. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I just had this weird dream that I was doing this stupid podcast with one of my <laughs> dumb friends. Oh, hey, I didn't see oh, you there. Whoa. whoa. <laughs> Burn. We need a Kelso. That's what you. Yeah, <laughs> I am Kelso. You look for, a little bit like the cooch. Have do you know people have told me that forever? They look like Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, I get that a lot. That's like a good, that's a good thing to get, though. You know, when it first was happening, I used to hate it. Because I'd be like, no, I look like me. I am my own person. But then I'm like, I don't know. No, I'm Brad Pitt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> yeah, I'm Chris Hemsworth in Endgame. Did you see the thing with John Krasinski and the Avengers today? Oh, yeah. Because like, people have like fan-casted him as Mr. Fantastic. And he's like, I would love to do that. Well, did you see the, the thing where he said that he went, he was on the audition for Captain America? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And but he told the story on Ellen basically where he was like, did an audition, uh, and they made him try on the suit. Yeah. So and they he were was like, no way. Well, he said he was. Jim. He said that he was like, I'm putting on the suit, and he's like, I've got the suit like halfway on. He's like, and Crims Hemsworth just walks by, jacked out of his mind. He's like, hey, it looks good on you, and he was like, no, no, it doesn't. Not like compared to him, he was just like, no, yeah. no, and he took it off. So, <laughs> and, and not then, even gonna bother. And then she was like. And then at that point, did you like audition? And then he was like, nope. And then he was like, actually, yeah, I did. He's like, I actually acted my heart out that day. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see the 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 Rinsky and friggin' MCU. I think he, like, just looks-wise, he could make a good Mr. Fantastic. He'd be a perfect Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. And then Emily Blunt as Invisible Woman is also perfect. They obviously have chemistry because, you know, they fuck. I always thought that, like, Jessica Alba would, would be good in, in that role. You know... Chris Evans is a fine Captain America. I think he's a much better Human Torch. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. It'd be yeah. so sick if they could that cast would, him. That would be better. I feel like for him <laughs> and Michael B. Jordan. Sure, Killmonger, great villain, but he's also like if it wasn't a Chris Evans type, I would say like he would be like a runner up for a Human Torch. You know, yeah. Michael mm-hmm. B. Jordan. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Michael B. Jordan should hold a special place in our hearts because Creed was our first episode. That's first right. official episode. First so. official episode. First released episode. Yeah. 
Who yeah. knows when, what order we recorded those episodes? Oh, I know. It was I, all I think, over the place. I think, I think Creed was actually our first episode that we recorded that got released. Yeah, because there were two that went in the dumpster. Yeah. I, I want to find the audio for Overlord. Maybe that, that'll only get released. We'll, we'll do that one next week. The next we'll do this time. weird strategy in the double deuce the next where time one we of do... us is moving. We'll throw an episode <laughs> out from eight months ago. Yeah. <laughs> we got to start recording movie reviews from for movies now that we want to talk about in actually release six months later. Yeah. Just to throw off the swampies. <laughs> keep them on, keep them on your toes. Yeah. Stand Speaking your toes. Of the swampies. Uh, was cool. The swampies were tuning in. Yeah. Yeah. We did a little bit of a live Instagram thing, which Instagram, fuck you. But we, uh, <laughs> it might not even be Instagram's fault. It might be your Wi-Fi's fault. Our Wi-Fi is terrible here. And yeah. uh, it dropped twice, and then Instagram has this weird feature where apparently, if you're if you lose connection, it doesn't archive your video. Like it doesn't save yeah. your video, so, so it's just deleted, gone forever. We lost like large chunks of our live and feed. like good awards too, because I think we were had a long one. Yeah, like through best actor, best actress. Yeah, gone, S- gone, sucked. You and got, probably like pro- I think missed me screaming for Bong Joon Ho winning. Um, no, we got him winning Best Picture, but not Best Director. Yeah. I was going to say, probably our yes. biggest reactions were me when Joaquin won and you when Bong Joon-ho won Director. Oh, I reacted when Joaquin won, but I went, son of a bitch! Oh, yeah. <laughs> not because I didn't want him to win, but it's because you doubled down, so you got three points and you're already beating me in the race. But yeah, uh, you want to talk these results for our game? Yeah, we'll talk real quick. Because I think we yeah. got we got a few segments here we, that we want to get through. Yeah, for this, so. bringing back games, baby. Yeah, games. And uh, I tell you, I've been wanting to talk about this trailer for a while, too. So we'll go through this quick. Yeah. But yeah, Oscars were literally last night. And we played a little game. We uh, had Instagram Live on, which I think we should do that more. That was fun. That was fun. Yeah. But yeah, so we each picked... I mean, you heard it a few episodes ago. We picked our, you know, our predictions. We did who we think will win and who we want to win. And then we could double down. So... If who we think is going to win wins, you get two points. If who you want to win wins, you get one point. If you double down, you get three. I almost think for next year, we should switch it around. It should be who you think wins is one and who you want to win is two. Why? Because it's almost like worth more because it's like, all right, I think this one's going to win because it's just like what they like, like what I think the Academy likes. But if what you really want to win wins, isn't that more rewarding to you? Well, it's more rewarding, but I feel like doing it as who you think is going to win is more like astute. Hmm. Because I think you're actually like, yeah, I do think that was the best performance this year. I got you. You know? Maybe I'm just saying that because I would have won if it was the other way around. (laughs) But yeah, I won 29 to 25. It was close, though. It was close for most of it. It was really uh, best actress really screwed me and and best actor. Both of those really screwed me. When when those when it was the final three actor, actress, picture, either one like it could have gone either way because I think it was a one point difference at that point. Right. Because I doubled down on ScarJo for best actress and she didn't win. I got zero points, but you got two points for Renee. And I only got one point for Joaquin, and you got three points for Joaquin. Yeah. That was the big difference. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you got one point for Parasite winning Best Picture, which also fucking awesome. Yeah, very cool. It's it's awesome, too, because like, I rewatched his speeches for, oh, for every award that he won. 
It was the most wins for any film this year. Four wins, mm-hmm. Parasite. And then awesome. 1917 got three, and then Joker, everyone else just got like two. I was going to say, Joker and Ford both got two. I don't know. And I think Hollywood got two? Hollywood got two. I think those are the only ones that got two. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I mean, th- this was a good year, though, because most of the movies that I really liked won. Like, there wasn't like a movie that really won something that I was like, boo! <laughs> so, yeah. On our list, I think the lowest rated movie that I had that won something was Bombshell. And like Bombshell, I liked. Yeah, same. I think Bombshell was like a B plus for me. Yeah. So no, it was it was a good year, and it was nice. Actually, I mean, I think the only one that was kind of disappointing was Toy Story because I think we both wanted Missing Link to win. Yeah, we both doubled down on Missing Link. We didn't even we didn't even hedge our bets at all. (laughs) We're like, you know, let's go for it. You know what we should do next year is not double down on the exact same answers for things. We should if if we both agree to a double down, then when we go, all right, now we have to we have to mix it up, or one of us has to change something, or we both have to split the decision. Or maybe maybe we'll uh we'll alternate like answering questions first or something. So whoever answers first gets the opportunity to double down. Oh, do like that maybe you know. That's good. That's good. That way, uh, if you really want to double down, you can do it. But yeah, no, it was a. Uh... It was it was a fun time. I actually got to work on time this morning, which was surprising. Yeah, because it was a late night. They, they always go late. It's always like eleven o'clock is when it's gonna end, and then it goes to like eleven thirty-five. <laughs> yeah, almost eleven forty. I think last night, and then I didn't leave here until like midnight. And then it's like, cool, I gotta wake up. My alarm is set for four thirty in the morning. So Yikes. that sucks. Yeah, baby, and I'm doing it again tomorrow, <laughs> and I'm not even working. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, I gotta drive down to the city. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was a good night. The Oscars, I think, I think actually think this may have been one of my favorites. Yeah. Just it was based on the movies that were, we winning. had a solid year. Mm-hmm. 2019, great year. Yeah. But now we're looking ahead to the double deuce. Can I say one last thing about Parasite? No. Yeah, of course. We could talk about Parasite the whole episode. Uh, if I, you was, want. I was going to say just the cool thing, other than the fact that it won, like what's really great is me and my buddy Tom that won the, the t-shirt. Like we're the only people who like really watch movies like at work. Yeah. And, um, you know, I came in today and like everybody was like, so tell me about Paris. Like, like did you see that? And I was like, yeah. And like, really? You watched like a foreign film? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, it's really good. And now like everyone was like, I got to watch it. So now all these people who probably weren't going to watch like that foreign film, they're all going to now check it out. Yeah. Which is which is awesome. So, yeah, I have been preaching to everybody who will listen to me about movies. You need to watch Parasite. It was almost my number one of the year. Yeah, the it more w- I think about it, and the more I go back because I've rewatched it again now, it might actually be my favorite film from 2019. It's up there because yeah. it doesn't lose value on rewatch, whereas Endgame did lose a little bit. But we're past that point. Yeah. Duties have been handed out. Mm-hmm. But it's so good, though, man. I'm it's so good. So have you seen the Korean poster for Parasite? Mm-hmm. And it and it has on the bottom parasite ran out Korean, but it's very stylized. Yeah, I'm getting that tattooed. Nice. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking do it. If you do it, I'm dedicating it. Yeah, That'd that be sick. and a twenty four. I'm 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 going hard on the movie tats. Because why not? I'll just I'm yeah, just gonna hide not? them in place. No one's gonna no one's gonna know. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people don't know what your current tattoos mean. That's right, and a lot of our listeners don't even know what any of them look like. Yeah. Cause they can't see me because this is a audio medium. Mm-hmm. The Raptor is my favorite though. <laughs> the Raptor is nice. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, you uh, should, you, you can't pick a favorite if you haven't seen them all. You haven't seen the one on my dick. 
that you know of. <laughs> yeah. It's Ant-Man. <laughs> yeah. The small one. The small one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That actually would be a great tattoo because it's like, you know, when you're not chubbed, it's <laughs> yeah. tiny Ant-Man. <laughs> it grows. <laughs> he still doesn't get full size, though. Well, you don't know. Oh, oh, oh. I'm a grower, not a shower. <laughs> I will never show you. That's a, I will grow you. Because I've got such a huge... I got a fucking Hog. huge one. You know what's funny about that? So I was editing the Jay and Silent Bob episode. We talk about that in that episode. We we I don't know how it happens. We just get into like, my huge dick. And we're like, <laughs> really? we joke about that. And you just brought it up not having heard the episode. No, I haven't listened to that episode ever because I recorded it and then I forgot about it. (laughs) Yep. So it's funny that you bring that up. I thought we said that like on another recent episode. (laughs) Maybe. Oh, maybe. Some gentleman episode. Oh, I don't know. Maybe maybe it was in our introduction to explaining what the fuck is happening in our reboot episode. Maybe. Maybe. Either way, doesn't matter. The past is the past. I think it's time we look forward to the future. Oh, by also looking at the past. Oh. Does anybody understand what I'm talking about? Oh. It's not time travel. <laughs> it's it's regular travel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we're traveling all the way to the trailer park. What are we talking? In case you couldn't figure it out by my supremely intelligent ramp up and me semi moaning into the microphone yeah. Colin orgasming to my dulcet tones uh, we're talking about Wonder Woman 1984 yeah we're talking about Wonder Woman 1917 1917 WWE oh <laughs> I can tell you oh my god I want to talk about wrestling now yeah you want to talk about um, wrestling yeah man John Cena's in a Fast and Furious movie let's talk about wrestling <laughs> This trailer has been out for a minute, and yeah. I've wanted to talk about it for a while now. We're saving it for this. Yeah, we we wanted to save it for Birds of Prey, which is the episode we even mentioned that, but yeah. We referenced it enough. Yeah. I called them bird watchers this episode instead of moviegoers. Somebody's like, oh, man, we're, you're not doing the review of Flight of the Canary? Damn it, they changed the podcast. <laughs> I didn't know it's a bird watching <laughs> podcast now. I wanted a movie review. <laughs> But yeah, I've wanted to talk about this for a while, though. Now, interesting thing about this, it's filmed as like a one-shot movie. <laughs> Takes place during World War One. The freaking Deacon. Freaking Deacon, man. Congrats to him winning. I was happy about that. That was a, that was a given. Yeah. But, but yes, Wonder Woman 1984 trailer. Been out for a while, long enough that the freaking song... From this trailer has been stuck in my head for like two weeks. Well, you want this song? We'll get into it, but this song is actually like one of my like biggest like guilty pleasures. Like, '80s music is so good. Yeah, like it's so bad, but it's so good. It's been in, this song has been in a lot though lately because it was in it's in Atomic Blonde in the beginning. Okay, it was in Ready Player One. Oh yeah, and uh, now it's in this trailer, and it may have been in something else too. But those three things in the last like you know two years. And it was covered by that awesome band Orgy in the early 2000s. Really? Do you remember that? No. There was like a weird like new metal version of the song by a band called Orgy. Okay. 
We should play it after this trailer. All right, I'll, I'll listen to it. But again, this song is not actually, the whole thing, but yeah. you, you got to see a little bit of it. This this song though, actually, um, my first band, we we made a movie, and then we were talking about doing a sequel, and we were talking about using this song actually, like for like the intro, like graphics and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't. Know, it's just a jam. I don't know why. It's just a jam. It's got a good groove. Yeah. You want to check it out? Yeah. Actually, before we start, did you, you saw Wonder Woman, right? Yeah. So, are you excited for this or? Or did you like the first one? Um, the first one didn't. I think it was overhyped. I went in expecting too much. It's definitely at that time the best thing that they did. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think when we ranked it, I put this like above Aquaman, below Shazam. If I'm not mistaken, I don't remember. Yeah. Well, we definitely did talk about it, but yeah, I think that's. I think we feel similarly about it. I mean, I liked Wonder Woman way more than Aquaman. I think. It's right there with Shazam for me between those two because I like Shazam yeah. a lot. But me too, I felt a little bit like it was a little overrated. And I don't want to say overrated. And like, I just, I was hearing amazing things. And there's some stuff I don't like. The two like German villains are very cartoon character y. And then like the yeah. finale is very action tropey. But I mean, it for DC movies at the time, I was like, holy shit, this is really good. And we talked about like Captain Marvel and stuff. But I think this handled like the female heroine type thing way better. Yeah. So, but. Yeah, you want to watch this? Let's do it. My life. Cool thing, real quick. That building back there. Yeah. Think it has. That's the uh, building where the uh, like the Watergate burglars were broke into in the. Oh, nice. With the scandal. A long, long time ago. You? So many times. Yeah. All oh, Kristen Wiig. <laughs> yeah, so she's she's the villain in this. Or a villain. Yeah, there's two, right? Jam. Welcome to the future. Life is good, but it can be better. And why shouldn't it be? All you need is to want it. So it's the Man- Mandalorian too. It's the Mandalorian. Yeah, basically. Yeah. You know, he is a villain. Think about finally having everything you always wanted. I can save today. You can save the world. Steve. Leaving questions. Yeah. How is he back? I don't get it. I don't get it either. It's gonna have a clone or something. Yeah. I take what I want in return. I dig the text too, though. That's like a, you know, almost like Thor Ragnarok's text and like uh, the original Superman movies and stuff. Well, yeah, I have, I have uh, thoughts about that. Oh, do you? Yeah. But I, I want to talk about it, but this song is fucking... It's just slapped so hard. I like that they made it, like, orchestral, too. Oh, uh, that's the biggest thing, too. Yeah. Like, especially when it gets epic, like, right around here. Uh. <laughs> uh. I love that though. I think that's so cool. Cause I think that's the truck flip. Yeah, I think that's a. I think that's a Dark Knight reference callback. Yeah, maybe the truck flipping. Look at her riding the thunder. Such a jam, man. Dude, it really is. It's all art. I was gonna listen to this song on the way here. Just, I love his fanny pack. It's just a trash can. Yeah, yeah. Solid June. Yeah. That might be a good one to kick off the summer cram. 
Yeah, I'm. Or, uh, that might be a little early, but I actually like. Like I said, I liked the first Wonder Woman, but I wasn't like, oh my god, I can't cannot wait for Wonder Woman eighty four when like it comes out. Now I'm actually really excited for it, dude. When I saw this trailer, I was I was into it. Like not only the trailer, but I'm like, I really want to see what this movie is. Yeah, like I think it it looks like they're gonna have more fun with it. Which I just want to point out, and I understand that some listeners might not uh might not trust my judgment on this if you know how big of a Marvel fan I am. But DC, in the early days of setting up the universe, was like, we're going to do something different from Marvel. Marvel's making, like, you know, Disney is, like, these kids' films. Like, they're funny and they're, like, this and that and they're vibrant. But, like, we're going to make, like, dark, edgy, like, brooding characters. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. there's, like, rough around the edges. Like, the they wanted the movies to have grit to them. That fucking bombed. Yeah. And they were like, whoops. Now they're basically just trying to make Marvel movies because this feels very Ragnarok. It feels very Guardians. Like in the in the way of the text, in the in the like the costumes now and like the vibrant colors, like even here with like the fireworks and stuff, like it looks like Setting it in 1984 was an intentional way to add a lot of vibrance to the DCEU that wasn't there before, excluding Birds of Prey, which we're going to talk about. But it it feels like they're trying to just catch up to Marvel now, and they've just abandoned what they wanted to do originally and are just like, fuck it, we're just going to make Marvel movies with DC characters. Oh, well, I think the direction they're going was not going to be sustainable. No. <laughs> they were bombing. So, like, for me, like, I don't care that they're making them, like, lighter in tone because I'm enjoying the movies more. I'm saying I'm cool with lighter tone, but I don't know, man. Just seems like you're trying to sniff Marvel's dick right now. I I would disagree, though. Well, maybe that is just the Marvel fan in me, then. (laughs) I mean, I get get where you're coming from, but I think from a business standpoint, they're like, okay, this clearly isn't connecting with people. People want to have fun at the movies. Who would have thought that people wanted to have fun but at the movie? You know what? They are doing things different. Like the movie we're going to talk about tonight is different than Marvel. And uh, is that? Yeah. Well, we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, yeah, will, it, is, okay. it is different. It's different than MCU. Yes. Yeah. But Joker's very different. And granted, I don't, yeah, Joker's not part of their DCEU. Yeah. But I, I completely agree with you. It, it looks like they're having more fun, but I'm also cool with that because I yeah. had a great time with Shazam. I'm not trying to hate on it. Like I said, I really want to see this. This is one I'm looking forward to. I don't want to go in too high hopes and because I don't want to be let down. Yeah. Not that I'm expecting it would, but you know, DC doesn't have a perfect track record. So I want to I want to give it a fair chance. I want to go in with mild expectations and get blown away because it looks like it's gonna be really cool. Yeah. The thing with Steve, like coming back, I mean, we don't know how he's coming back. Clone. Um, I'm calling it now clone. So. This is a little like on the nose here, right there. With the watch moving? That's, yeah, because that's his watch from the first one. Yeah, clone. So, like, it, they, I don't know what they're doing, if he... Uh, Time travel or something. Yeah, but it's it's almost just, like, the watch moves when he, like, comes back or something. Like, it's a little yeah. on the nose. I, I don't know what the deal is. You know what? It could be time... No, I don't think it's time travel. Because there, there's some dialogue from the, uh, from the male villain, that fella... Where he's saying something like, uh, I can give you anything you want type thing. Like, yeah, almost like Fantasy Island style. Like, well, I have a feeling that he's going to 
change Kristen Wiig into Cheetah. Yeah. So like, it's probably going to be something. There's going to be some sort of um, supernatural element to this movie, probably. Well, there already is because yeah. Wonder Woman. Yeah, and there was also gods and shit in the in the last one. But you yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I think uh, the last movie it was basically just like, oh, there are gods and like Amazons, like, and they're on Earth, but they're like hidden away. You blah blah blah. Right. This I think might get a little bit more like far fetched if you can do that. If that makes sense, like, oh, there's some sort of power, and now I'm gonna like turn you into like Lizard Man, like, <laughs> like you know yeah. what I mean, like the Amazing Spider Man, because they never show Kristen Wiig as the villain. That's but, right. it, but if you've seen her, like what that character looks like in the comic books, it's basically a half human, half cheetah person. <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> so. they, yeah, they might not go full comic book on that. Yeah. There was a few parts in the first Wonder Woman that, as far as the action goes, that I, I really liked. I, I liked that one part in the trenches where there's like the Gatling gun shooting at her and oh, stuff yeah. like that. That's cool. But there was a lot of stuff that was super CGI heavy that looked just like cartoonish. And there's one part towards the end of the trailer where she's going through like the lightning that I'm not too stoked on. But in general, I really like the scene here where she's, she pops the bullet out of the gun and, and knocks it away. Yeah. And the car flip scene. I don't know. I I'm excited for the action in this. I think there's going to be some cool action scenes in this. Yeah. You've piqued my interest. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Is this a day one for you or are you just like, I'll see when I see it. I'll want to see it within its first, probably opening weekend. I don't yeah. know if it's necessarily day one. Mm-hmm. But opening weekend for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm excited though. I uh, I really hope that they follow up the last one and do something good here. I hope it doesn't fall into the like the sequel trap where like we're gonna go bigger and you know better because we should. Yeah, we should, especially because at least for me personally, the stuff that was like getting bigger in the climax was the stuff I disliked about the first one. Yeah, and we saw what they do when they go real big in Aquaman. Yeah, and the last thing I was just gonna say, which this is a s- small, but this like it's like real reversal because in the first one. Yeah, uh, he's kind of teaching her. Yeah, she's things. the fish out of water now. Now he is, but I don't know. It lo- looks like it's gonna be a good time. Yeah. So, you you got anything else? No. Let's get the fuck out of here. All right. What are we doing here? Right. So I came up with a little game for us. We haven't done a game on the show in a while. We haven't. So I felt like now's a good time that we bring it back. We do something cool. <laughs> All right. Sometimes. So I'll, I'll just say, sometimes you tell me what the game is before. I have no idea what the game is. Right. So this game, I feel like, is going to be very like near and dear to our hearts. Oh, okay. It's about Slim Jims. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but the name of this game is Suicide Squad Goals. <laughs> what, we some kind of suicide squad? <laughs> <laughs> I, st- I still have always said, what is this, some kind of cash grab? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So Suicide Squad goals is because Suicide Squad is how we were introduced to Harley Quinn. Yep. And this movie, Birds of Prey, is another team, like a superhero team movie, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or at least like an ensemble hero movie. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to name an actor and you have to tell me what movie they were in. That was also an ensemble superhero movie. Ooh, okay. So it's... Based on a comic book. DC and Marvel? DC or Marvel. Okay. Some of them are easier than others. Okay. Some are pretty tough. Okay. So you let me know. Do you want to start off easy and work your way? You want me to mix them up? Just fucking slam me, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) No problem. So I got got five here. So we're going to start off with Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman. Um, You said this is easy? I didn't say this was easy. Oh, okay. I just said I'm going to mix them up. 
And it's Marvel or DC. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Was she in that? I don't know. I'm taking she, a guess. She's not. Okay. She is in Batman and Robin. Oh, okay. There you go. All right. So we're starting to get a little bit of a feel for things here. Oh, so now I was like just thinking DC, EU, and Oh, MCU. no. I'm so going now, just comic book movies. Okay. So now I got to I gotta, I branch might go, out. Yeah. This might not be good. Uh-oh. Yeah. Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. Now, it has to be like an ensemble like movie where it's a bunch of characters coming together. Um, they don't necessarily have to be coming together, but like a large, a large array of characters. Hmm. And do they play, do they play like an actual role or, th- or is this just like cameo man? Like you're sitting there in a phone booth. You can't even tell me. Could be. Some of them, oh, so some of not- them, yes. Some of them, no. Some play bigger roles than others. I mean, um. Uma Thurman was the villain in Batman and Robin. So I'm going to go. Hmm. I know you know Martin Freeman. I'm a big Martin Freeman fan. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> um, jeez, oh, man, this is tough. I'm just gonna say Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> You're just sticking with Guardians. Yeah. Like it's got to hit sometime. Sometime. Uh, Captain America: Civil War. Okay. All right. So he's an extra. No, he's not an extra. Have you seen Black Panther? He's in that too. Same character. He's the guy who interrogates Winter Soldier oh, when they track him down. Okay, everything. Yeah. He's the one who's trying to make them all sign the accord. Well, he, General Ross is really doing that. But yeah, he's he's like one of the uh, politician guys, or uh, uh, you know, Shield guys. Okay, some, or not Shield, whatever. He's somebody with the government. <laughs> some government dude. He's some fucking douche. All right. So, so I don't I, think I'm gonna get one. He plays. He plays a bigger role. You're definitely not going to get this next one. This one, I thought you were going to get the other ones. So this one I threw in there to be hard on purpose. Yeah, no, I I have a feeling I'm going to go 0% on this game. This is tough. Ooh, Harry Dean Stanton. Harry Dean Stanton. You know who he is, right? Yeah. He was in Alien. Um, I will give you a hint. Okay, give this me This one is a cameo. Okay. This one's just a quick pop-up. MCU, DCU? Tell you what, give me one movie guess, and then I will give you another hint. Okay. I'm going to go Batman v Superman. Nope. Okay. It is MCU. It's MCU. Yep. All right. I'm going to go Winter Soldier. Oh, man. No. No, it's not. Would you count Winter Soldier as an ensemble movie? Um, Because it brings in It brings in... yeah, it brings but, in Winter Soldier and Falcon. and Falcon, and you got Scarlett Johansson and Nick Fury there. Like okay. that, that's a pretty big group. But the answer is Marvel's The Avengers. Uh, okay. When Hulk crashes through the roof of the building, he's like a janitor there, and it's supposed to be like a subtle reference to Alien. He says something about like, "So you're not an alien, are you?" Hulk's just like, "No." Well, really, I guess Bruce Banner's like, "No," because now he's back to Bruce Banner. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. It's a very small, small scene, but that's that. All right, so you're zero for three right now, man. I was really hoping these would be easier. No, no, this is tough. All right, here's one. Lawrence Fishburne. Okay, he's an Ant Man in the Wasp. He is, but it's not that. So, so th- some of these are intentionally difficult in that way because I'm like, all right, I know this person's in two different ones. Okay, so I but gotta, it, it's not. I have to guess something else then. It's not MCU. Okay. Well, I guess that's the only thing he was in the MCU, but... Is it DCEU, or is it... Okay. Man of... No, it's not Man of Steel. Ooh, you're close. Uh, it's... um, 
Batman v Superman. Yeah. Yeah. He's in Batman v Superman. You yeah. got one. Okay. All right. So I got the bonus question right. I got both of his. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Good call on that one. All right. We'll do one more. Last tough, one. Man. This, this is, is tough. tough. Yeah. Well, we haven't done games in a while. We're no, rusty. So rusty. Yeah. That's we're not rusty. ready for each I'll other. I'll sit and stretch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I stretched earlier this morning. I'm good. All right. And finally, the man who deserved the best supporting actor, Oscar, who wasn't even nominated, Willem Dafoe. Aquaman. Ah, see, I put him in there as a trickery. He is an Aquaman, but I was going for Justice League. But he's an Aquaman. <laughs> but the answer is Justice How League. How is that possible? Because <laughs> he was in Justice League. But he was also in that. Yeah, but Aquaman, what heroes really come together? Like, what's the... I just or, thought... <laughs> or what's the ensemble there? Who are the characters that are really... That was a trick one. Yeah. <laughs> so. But Justice League. I did Avengers. I had to do Justice League. Yeah. The only one I didn't do is Suicide Squad because fuck that movie. I was going to say, though, like, you know, is, is Justice League really even the movie? <laughs> Not really. Release the Snyder Cut! <laughs> Everyone needs to shut the fuck up about the Snyder Cut. I don't think it's real. I think it's all just, like, social media, like, uh, they're doing it to just stoke the fires of social media because they're like, well, we don't have to actually show them anything. We could just say, there is a Snyder Cut and people are going to go crazy and hashtag and talk about it like it's it just do they actually buzz. think the snyder is better i don't know because it, no it's not it's finished not. it's it's not joss whedon came in and saved face like yeah <laughs> he, he was brought in to kind of help clean things up yeah. and finalize I mean, it well, okay yeah. well yes there was the yes the he, issues he came outside in of he it, came but. in because something terrible had happened right but from, really unfortunate. from what people have said is that you can tell what stuff joss whedon did and it looks like the stuff that he was doing was all like I, I should probably give them some human elements to them and develop their characters because yeah. otherwise this is a two-hour CGI fest. Yeah. That's what DC <laughs> wanted. I know. It's terrible. Yeah, it is. But that was some fun. of the worst CGI from that year, by the way. Awful. Oh, yeah. DC is pretty bad with the CGI, if you ask me. Um, yeah. Because yeah, Aquaman no, was rough. I thought Aquaman was rough. Yeah, I, yeah, no. Shazam I was fine, but Shazam was very toned down in comparison to literally every yeah, other lower, DC. Lower budget. Yeah. Yeah, lower budget. Yeah, no, I would agree with you. I mean, I actually thought that like at the time, like Man of Steel had really good visuals. Like, so I don't, I don't really know. Maybe they just try to go bigger. But Zack yeah. Snyder is normally very good with visuals. I mean, you think about like Watchmen and um, three hundred, like three hundred when that came out, that was you know a big deal. So I don't know. It, it was just too much. And like the red color grading and the finale of Suicide Squad just like crap. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> anyway, enough about that. We're here to talk <laughs> about Birds of Prey, the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Yes. I'm not writing that full title in the episode's name. <laughs> just you can't make me. You're going to do Bop? Yeah. <laughs> Bop 2019. <laughs> 2020. Double deuce. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, We're living in the past. Hey, man, we just went back to 84, so I'm like, you know, yeah. forgive me, bro. <laughs> Song's still in my head. It's going to be this whole episode. I'm just going to keep going. Birds of Prey, though, I think we had uh, we had mentioned this when we when we did the trailer park on this. They, you know, basically cut ties with everybody involved in Suicide Squad except <laughs> yeah, for uh, Margot Robbie. <laughs> And uh, they brought in all, all female, you know, writing directing team, which is awesome. Very cool. Kathy Yan, she uh, was the director on a movie called Dead Pigs, which actually had another DC 
actor in it. Oh, really? Sassy Beats. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, she's sort of DC. Yeah, sort of DC. I thought that she's was... She's also oh. sort of Marvel. Yeah. Christina Hodson, though, is the writer, and we had talked about her recently because she was the writer on Bumblebee. Oh, okay. Yes, like, yes, yes, yes. I knew I knew that it was the same writer there. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, Margot Robbie, uh, she's Harley Quinn again. Yeah. Uh, I think re- she's a producer on this, too. Is, is she? You know what, though? I was going to say, like, Brianna showed me a really cool article about Margot Robbie, and basically, you know, she has her own production company. Her production company is uh, tied to this movie. Yeah. And she's basically said, like, she did Wolf of Wall Street, and, like, in Wolf of Wall Street, her character was kind of just, like, an object for, like, the male character and she now that she's big she basically said like i'm not gonna do a movie where that's the character i am yeah and she basically said like a lot of her movies she wants them to be more like like independent women or like uh not necessarily feminist movie but female forward yeah female forward like you know definitely progressive movie and you look at her movies since then it's like i tanya and bombshell her character yeah bombshell I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, even though she doesn't do a lot, I think that's a good piece to honor Sharon Tate. And then, you know, she's in what I was telling you, uh, Greta Gerwig's uh, film Barbie. She is Barbie. Okay. So I love Margot Robbie. Yeah. I think she's great. And for the most part, I think she does good movies. With yeah. the exception of Suicide Squad. But... Yeah. Yeah. So to say, like, eh. But no, I mean, everybody's got a couple misses on their record. It's yeah. Okay. I, I don't think recently she's done many poor movies. No. Yeah. She's. So. She's great. I, I love Margot Robbie. Yeah. Uh, Rosie Perez, she plays Renee Montoya. Uh, she was in The Dead Don't Die last year. Was she a cop in that movie also? Was she? I'm trying to remember who her character was in The Dead Don't Die. Yeah, I don't know. She wasn't one of the main three cops. No, no, she's not. But yeah, no, I was trying to remember that today because I was like, I can't remember. But her character in this movie, I was like, I feel like I've seen her play this character before. Yeah, well, the character in the movie is intentionally so. Of, yeah. yeah. But I felt like her specifically. That's why I was wondering. Mary Elizabeth Winstead, she plays Huntress. Oh, uh, she was a cop in Pineapple Express. Yes, yes. There okay. you go. Yeah, nice. Good call. Mary Elizabeth Winstead, though, is, she was in Gemini Man. Of course. Um, yeah, which we just talked about. She's the one who cracked the case, cracked the code. <laughs> cracked the code. Of, he is you. The bee. He is made of you. <laughs> they took a bunch of you, rolled it up. Marked it with a B and put it in the oven for baby and me. And now he is your son. Your son clone. He's your clone son. So let me get this straight. You made a person out of another person? Out, out of, of another, another person? person? <laughs> I was going to say, though, she is a character in like one of my favorite comedies ever because she's in Scott Pilgrim. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Journey Smollett Bell, she plays Black Canary. This was like one of her like first like actual like feature film projects. Yeah, I didn't recognize cool. her from anything. Ewan McGregor. So he plays Roman Sionis. Sionis? Yeah. He's Black Mask. They like only call him Black Mask once in this movie. Yeah, he's barely Black Mask. Mm-hmm. But he's having a little bit of it, like, you know, Doctor Sleep recently. And I, I really like him. He's the best part in the Star Wars prequels. Yeah, so. I'll give you that. Ella J. Bosco, this is her first film. Uh, she played Cassandra. Okay. Chris Messina played Victor Zaz. Really stoked that he was in it. Now, I haven't seen a lot of what he did. I guess I was watching it too, but I was in and out every other episode. Like, I wasn't fully focused, but uh, he was on the, the, what's it called? The Mindy Project. Okay. The Mindy Kaling yeah. show. Mm-hmm. He's in that, and uh, I kind of like him. I don't know a lot of his stuff. I really liked him in this. Yeah, he was good. He's he's also he's in really good. 
Um, I mean, you actually watched a movie from last year, I think, that he was in. Really? Zeroville. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a face that I but, guess he could forget. Well, no, but. I was, I was going to say, he was in Argo. Argo is really good. I don't remember him in that either. And uh, he's in... Do you ever see the movie Devil, where they're trapped in the elevator? Oh, no. Yeah, but he was in that. Is that M. Night? Uh, it has like an I, M. Night feel I to think it. it. Is it? I think it is. I think it might I be M. Night. I think it is. And then Ali Wong just showed up, which I actually like. I thought that was kind of cool. She doesn't really do much, but she just shows up. I was like, yeah. oh, hell yeah. Ali Wong's in this movie. She plays Ellen Yee. Pretty good cast on that. I mean, Margot Robbie and Ewan McGregor are definitely the draws, I would say. Yeah. They're bringing the most to the table. Yeah. But where do you, where do you want to start on this? Well, we can talk about performances. Okay. I guess we could just talk about the the actors and stuff. Yeah. Because, like you say, I think in terms of star power, Ewan McGregor and Margot Robbie are bringing the most there. I also think in terms of performance, they're the shining stars in yeah. this. Yeah. And really, this is a. It's weird. All right. Sorry. I'm gonna backtrack. Actually, let's talk about the title. Okay. Because it, it does relate to the actors and, and the acting. Margot Robbie gets the most screen time. Mm-hmm. This is a Harley Quinn movie. Yep. <laughs> Why did they name it Birds of Prey? Yeah, it's um it's funny because like this movie almost functions as an origin story for the Birds of Prey, but only if that origin story was the last 15 minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah. And it's just kind of it's it's straight up. It is a Harley Quinn movie. Like it's not a Harley Quinn origin story ever. It's a Harley Quinn movie. And I remember before the first trailer came out, everything about this movie was Birds of Prey movie, Birds of Prey movie, Birds of Prey movie. Then the trailer came out, and they added this this long tagline. And I have a feeling it was a thing of like, let's make a Birds of Prey movie, and that's just what it's called, Birds of Prey. And then they were like, oh shit, we've never introduced these characters before. No one's gonna know what we're talking about. But we got, it's Margot Robbie, Harley Quinn, tag Harley Quinn's name on the end of the movie. It should have been something, like, I think they realized that no one's going to know what the fuck this movie is unless we put Harley Quinn's name in it. Well, I will say this. So I think tagged it on after. I think the movie, let's just say that they named it, like, Bad Times at the Harley Quinn. <laughs> something bullshit. Some, some bullshit. <laughs> Once upon a time in Harley, Harley Quinn. Oh, oh, scandalous! Yeah, but no. Joking aside, they just the name was something Harley Quinn said trick without birds of prey on it. I yeah. think the rest of the movie you'd be like, okay, this is cool, whatever. And or then if at, it was and just then at the Harley end, Quinn and the birds of prey. Something yeah, simple. Yeah, I, I was gonna say. I feel like even if if you didn't mention the birds of prey, the ending of the movie would probably be like, oh shit, man, like that's cool because like yeah. the way like things kind of play out in the movie is almost as if you're gonna get like that MCU reveal at the end where you're like, oh shit, that's where but this that's is going. How they come together yeah. and like yeah, that's that's what oh the next thing they're gonna do like the next team hmm. up is gonna be a birds of prey movie like yeah yeah there should have been something better to introduce them. Yeah, the actual. I will say, like, the actual events of the movie and stuff like that, I don't really have too much of an issue with, but I think the name itself is a little misleading. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Talking about the acting, though, Ewan McGregor and Margot Robbie steal the show. I think Chris Messina is also really good. Yeah. And I, I, re I really liked Zaz. Oh, I was going to say, I also really liked Huntress. Uh, She didn't do it for me. She didn't do it for you? You want to know why I liked her? She is the only side character in this movie, I would argue even including the villains, that has a backstory. <laughs> well, yeah. 
and yeah, she uh, she actually does have a backstory. And I thought she was funny. I thought she had some good lines. Not for me. No, you don't like it. I understand that she's intentionally supposed to be like socially awkward and like inept because she's just spent her whole life training as an assassin to get revenge. She's so programmed she, like, with the most tragic backstory ever. Yeah, <laughs> but I didn't find any charm in it. Like I don't know. I couldn't connect with her at all. Like I I didn't care who she was okay you know there's i did like when you find out well all right i guess you know, well I'll, I'll i'll leave that out okay. scratch that i don't want to spoil anything yet i was gonna say actually out of all the ones i think rosie perez was my least favorite she's another one who they don't really give a lot well in general and that's a negative to the movie in general the characters don't like it's a harley quinn movie she gets all of the arc basically oh yeah and then everything w- revolves around her yeah and then i would say uh huntress has a small arc like they give her a backstory but you know rosie Perez's character she doesn't have much black canary has some but i wouldn't say it's necessarily an arc it's just she kind of gets put into a situation that she's not entirely comfortable with almost the entire movie yeah. Like, she doesn't really change, I would say, much of the movie. No, she doesn't change at all, really. So, and I, I actually liked her, too, but, like, I think she's also underdeveloped, basically, like everybody else in the movie. And Black yeah. Mask, as much as I really liked Ewan McGregor's performance in it, he is a very hollow villain. Yeah. Like, I, I wrote down at one point, I'm like, wait, what is his motivation? Is his motivation just, I don't like Harley Quinn? Oh, well, basically, yeah. <laughs> but, but I was like, he is very menacing. I think his performance is really good. I think Zaz is really menacing, but they don't have any of the things that like the MCU villains do. Yeah. I shouldn't even make it an MCU DC type thing, but they don't have that thing where it's like, okay, you're crazy and you need to be stopped. That being said, I can kind of understand where you're coming from, like a yeah. Killmonger or a Thanos, you know what I mean? Or a Vulture. This, they're just over the top to be over the top. Yeah. So the the villain itself is kind of hollow. I do... I agree, and maybe maybe just because it's rated R, I think the villain is more menacing than your typical villain. So I still enjoyed them, but as far as the writing goes, the writing on almost every character except for Harley Quinn, and you can maybe argue somewhat Huntress is weak. Yeah, the characters, the way they act, well, really, I guess Harley Quinn and, uh, well, no, you know what? Everybody's kind of over the top, almost with the exception of Black Canary. Yeah, mm-hmm. But that's kind of the style of everything in this movie is yeah. just wild and vibrant. And what do you what do you think of the style? Because I'm I'm curious what you think. I have a mix of feelings about it because I I liked seeing Harley Quinn Gotham. You know what I mean? Like it was super colorful and like you know obviously like her herself her outfits are really colorful mm-hmm. but a lot of the dceu has this dark grime filter on it and we'll talk about that in a little bit but when she's just having you know split from joker and she's doing like the got, got her egg sandwich and like that whole chase and everything mm-hmm. and they're going through the city like it didn't look like any other dc movies cuz it was really colorful everything was well lit and I really liked that. I was able mm-hmm. to see everything and I I dug the style. Like at first it was a little bit, you know, like it, it is very in your face, but you get used to it. And I did enjoy that. And then there's moments in this movie where they're like, oh, friendly reminder, this is a DCEU movie. And then it's like this weird, like CGI landscape, 
dark blue foggy thing that they do in like every DC movie that I fucking hate. It looks so bad. The the I know what scene you're talking about. It the looks scene when they're walking horrible. towards the carnival thing. Yeah, it's it, so bad. It looks <laughs> horrible. Yeah, it looked it looked bad. It was it was crazy too because I was like, why didn't they film this for like you couldn't. You couldn't have gotten a set like you couldn't have made that. No. You couldn't have, dude. There's so many moments where it is painfully obvious that they're standing on a green screen. Yeah, that was that was painful. the painful, the jarring one where I was, I it happened. I was like, ooh. Um, I did want to say though, with the style and stuff like that, I really like the style though. In general, like I really like how yeah. colorful this movie is. I will say this: this is this is possibly you know not including Joker. This is possibly my favorite DCEU movie in terms of the way it's shot. Because one, it's a lot of eye candy in terms of just it's really bright, it's really colorful, and it's it's really fun to watch. But as far as the action and stuff and the camera work, we got more wide shots than probably any other DCEU movie we've gotten so far. Yeah. And I really like the action sequences. I think they overutilize slow-mo, but yeah. in general, you saw most of like basically their whole body performing these stunts and stuff like that. Yeah, head and, to toe, baby. Yeah. You see people coming in and out, like, mm -hmm. especially, like, the scene where she's breaking out the girl from the prison. Like, I love that. The whole baseball bat yeah. mm -hmm. fight with the bikers was really cool. That part where she, like, double breaks the guy's leg, I actually, like, out loud went, oh. <laughs> yeah, she jump, jumps off the table and breaks his legs. And there was some really interesting stuff that they did. Like, it wasn't standard fight choreography like the way she fought really felt like harley quinn mm -hmm. which is it should go without saying but i feel like it's very easy in a superhero movie to fall into like oh it's just a fight she doesn't have superpowers so just make her fight these guys but like these characters have to have a style in the way they fight because if you're a hero or a villain almost the way you fight is a calling card in itself Especially when she bounces the baseball bat oh, that off was cool. the floor. That was so awesome. I yeah. loved that. But Wait. but then I as I was going through and like more action sequences were happening, I started writing down like, oh, this one's really cool. And then I looked at my notebooks at the, uh, at the end of the movie and I was like, I literally wrote down every action sequence as a, po as a positive. Mm -hmm. So that is super well done. Whoever was like the fight choreographer for this movie did an awesome job. Yeah. I said that when we were watching the trailer park, I was like, "There, these action scenes look pretty cool because they showed the one quickly where she's on the car. Yeah. And that one was really cool, too, because a lot of it was like, you know, wide shot. You saw a lot of uh, the, her whole body and stuff. I, I liked almost all the action sequences. If there was anything I didn't like in the action sequences, it was basically just like the convenience of certain things where I was like, none of these cops in the police station have guns. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but like, right. but it's all the, easy. but all the choreography and stuff was really cool. And yeah, getting back to just the tone and the style, like I had a great, this is something that we say we don't like, but I had a great time watching this movie. Like I had, I had a lot of fun, which I think is something that the older DC movies weren't doing. Like I didn't have any fun watching Batman vs Superman. And we've talked negatives already. It's definitely not a perfect film, but I think this movie you're gonna probably leave and you'll be like, yeah, like I had I had fun. Did you at least feel that or? Yeah, you know what it was. I went in, and I was just like, I want to have an open mind. I talked about it in the trailer park. I don't give a shit about the Harley Quinn character. I don't like the Harley Quinn character. I think necessarily, especially from Suicide Squad. Just in general, like anything Suicide Squad, I'm like, all right, fuck that, all of that. But I really wanted to leave that behind me. 
as much as I liked the action sequences, all the stuff in between those kind of felt a little bit like nonsense that it, it there's almost one thing in every scene that would make me take a step back away from it. You know what I mean? Something would continuously try to pull me out of the movie and be like, oh, come on. Like, what is, what is that? And I think a lot of it is weak character development with basically everybody besides the two that we mentioned. Mm-hmm. And then when it takes those moments and it force feeds and reminds you like, hey, guess what? You're still in the DCEU. Like, don't get too comfortable in this Harley Quinn thing. We're still going to make it DC. Uh, that those moments when you get the shit uh, green screen and stuff like that really takes you out of the moment a little bit. It was really hard for me to just stick along for the whole ride. I had to keep like forcing myself back into the movie. Okay. But that was just me. Yeah, I was going to say there were things that pulled me out, but for the most part, I was enjoying myself. Like, again, I was sitting there being like this. I don't think this is a great film, but I think this is a fun movie. Overall, I think this is another good outing for DC compared to what they were doing. I think if you like Harley Quinn, you're going to love this movie. I think because I don't like Harley Quinn, it kind of hurt my perception of the movie. Because this is not a Birds of Prey movie. This is a Harley Quinn movie. Mm -hmm. So if you're going in and you don't like that character, you won't have as good of a time. See, I I like I think I like the character. I'm not like overly attached to it, but I like Margot Robbie's That's Harley the other thing Quinn. Is I really like Margot Robbie. Well, I was gonna say I like her Harley Quinn. Like I think her Harley Quinn is very funny. Like the part with the egg sandwich, I I thought was really funny. That didn't do it for me. You didn't think all that was good? No. No, I I liked all that. And when she's talking to the what I don't even remember the guy's name, but the guy making the sandwich for her. I don't know. I just I I actually liked about that how. She's thinking stuff in her head, but then she says something to him out loud that is finishing up the thought in her head. Like, I like the way that they showcased kind of like her psychosis throughout mm-hmm. the movie. That stuff I like. The subtleties of her character actually stood out more to me than when she was being over the top because I don't want to bring it to. And again, I feel bad because I'm just saying, like, I don't like Harley Quinn and I don't like this. And I sound like negative douchey. And I'm going to say something that DC fans aren't going to like me for. This is DC's attempt of making Deadpool. Yeah. This is DC's Deadpool. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> this is this is the character that like we're going to we're going to give her an R rating. It's in our you know, it's still in our universe, but it'll be an R rating. Granted Deadpool's not in MCU. But it's like she's going to swear and stuff. She's going to be violent recklessly violent and like silly about it like the way she just like throws grenades and stuff here that being said they try and toe a line with her where she's like not well she doesn't horrendous. kill the cops yeah like yeah like when she goes and that's an awesome scene by the way when she yeah, goes into, very the, cool. into the cop uh you know the police station she uses like dud bullets or whatever you want to call it, like blanks basically yeah. but they uh, like some of them are smoke and, and some like of them glitter are glitter. bombs and stuff like yeah, that it was yeah really cool really cool but yeah i mean I thought the same thing. I was like, okay. The one thing I will give them props for, though, is when Deadpool was made, it was outside of their mainstream brand. Yeah. This is actually part of the DCEU. Yeah. So, so this this is technically the first rated R movie to be part of a a universe now. Right. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm for it, regardless of 
like as long as it's not shit. Like I I want it to be good. I don't want it to be Hellboy bad or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm but I'm all for them putting movies in their their extended universe that are rated R because I want to see more things like Joker and stuff like that. And I think something like that would be really cool if it crossed paths with another character. Not saying I want a Joker too. Right. But I would like there to be really good R-rated movies that tackle, you know, heavier subjects and stuff like that that can make their way into like Oh shit! This this character I really love is now teaming up with this character, so I think that's cool on them, and it's yeah. and that's also kind of a risky move. Yeah, no, definitely. Because now the next time you want to use Harley Quinn, what if you get you know you want to use them and use her in a well, she's gonna be in the next Suicide Squad movie. Yeah, so are they making that rated R? I don't think so, but so I don't know. But if you're balancing screen time between that many actors, then you don't necessarily need her to be. This that is a hard insane. R though. I was yeah. su- I was surprised by that though, like. Within the first like minute, she drops it like a bunch of f bombs and stuff like that, and it was funny because like when they announced it, they're like, "Oh, Birds of Prey got an R rating." They made it sound like it was like they were surprised by it, like yeah. it, it could have gone either way, and it got an R rating. And people were like, "Wow!" But like within the first like two minutes of this movie, I was like, "No, it was made to be rated R. Like it is yeah, super violent. It's <laughs> not like I'm like I wasn't offended by it or anything, but I was just like, "Oh, they made it to be rated R. Okay, so if." I actually told a few people, I'm like, if you're going to take your kids or ever, like, don't. Yeah. Make sure you know that it's rated R. Like, it's really. A lot. Why was there a hyena? I like the hyena. I didn't. I thought, I thought me and you were on different wavelengths. Than we really, this. dude, I am on different wavelengths than everybody lately. I don't know what's going on with me. We'll talk about it when we get to tomato tomatoes, but we're not there yet. Again, I think it's just the, they're just trying to have fun. They're just trying to be a little over the top. And if either you're on for it or you're not, because but, the hyena is like it's stupid and it's a big CGI hyena, but I just feel like it matches like just her personality more. I guess I don't know, and I could see the correlation because hyenas sound like they're laughing, and her having just left the Joker and being broken up about her whole situation with the Joker, mm-hmm. and he has like his laugh. He's like always laughing because this is you know oh, maniacal who, who knows craziness. what the fuck Jared Leto was doing, but well yeah. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. <laughs> So, hunga, hunga. Hunga, hunga. <laughs> so it makes sense why she would get the hyena, why she would be drawn to the hyena, you know? Yeah. Because the hyena's laughing. So she's. I didn't even to, think about that. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. So I, I get why it's there, but I was just like, this, it just seems, I don't know, it just seemed unnecessary. But that's the thing. It's like action sequences are great. I really like Margot Robbie and I liked Ewan McGregor, even though his character had nothing to him. Mm hmm. So it's all of these pieces in between when you're seeing the action, either stuff that like doesn't make sense or there's not really enough there to care about it. So then what's really stitching together this movie? Like well, what's the through line of this movie? I think I think uh the way they tell the story hurts it. Yeah. Because the whole movie it's it's oh man, it's a lot of exposition because she Oh yeah. Like the whole movie is almost narrated through her where it's like we're not going to actually show you the character development. We're just going to have Harley Quinn fill you in on some stuff. Yeah, she's going to tell you why. There's like, even a part in the like the middle of the movie, and she stops the movie, and she's like, wait a minute. In order for you to get this, I need to go back here and explain this part, and then we'll come back to this. But then the, the, there's like a, a full scene after. Like, they don't come back to the, the present for like 15 minutes, maybe? Yeah. 10, 15 minutes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's just like a little bit all over the place and it's it that's what i mean about like it really like kind of takes you out i think that's why i couldn't connect to 
mostly Huntress because the only thing you know about her, like at first it's like, oh, she's badass. She's really cool. Yeah. And then you you only learn about her through flashbacks of Harley Quinn explaining to you who she is. Yeah. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden she shows up at the very end and they're just like, uh, who are you? They go, oh, okay, you're this person. Okay, you're gonna fight with us. I like now the- we're a team. The end. <laughs> I like the crossbow killer joke though too. <laughs> yeah, that, that was all right. That was good. I th- that that made me laugh. But yeah, man. Like for me, I don't know how much more you want to go on on about it, but for me, like I had a good time. I really liked the style, and it made me laugh a lot. But in terms of characterization, it's it's pretty weak, or it's very weak. And I think the the way they tell the story is kind of uh, like lazy you know, in some ways a little bit yeah i think it could have been way, way more finessed they just wanted to drop f-bombs and make it colorful I'll, i will say this like and maybe this is more of a uh it's gonna be like man you're an immature piece of shit <laughs> but, but like i felt while i was watching i'm like i'm still enjoying this but i definitely feel like the demographic for this is like 18 to like 21 yeah i don't think this movie was made for us yeah i will say if you didn't buy Hot Topic stocks before this movie came out, you <laughs> fucked up. Because their stocks are going through the roof right now for a movie like this. Are they actually, though? Probably. Oh, I was going to say, did you see the box office? No. Ooh. But, like, this is what Hot Topic eats up. They're like, a Harley Quinn movie? Oh, my God, we're going to sell so much merch. Well, the, the outfit that she has with, like, the caution tape streamers and stuff, yeah. that's an outfit in Hot Topic now. There you go. And I saw that her, like, necklace with all the little charms and stuff on it is on is on sale at Hot Topic. Oh, really? So it's like, it almost <laughs> just feels like an advertisement for Hot Topic. <laughs> yeah. I think I feel like these movies, though, hit Hot Topic, like Deadpool hits Hot Topic hard. Oh, yeah. So, you know what I mean? We don't need to get into that. I think, <laughs> I, think I ranted about that on a past episode and yeah. how much I hate the Hot Topic Hot Topic-fication of... Hot Topic-fication. Pop, yeah, <laughs> of pop culture. Yeah, man, do you, you got anything else on, on it? You know what? I don't think I do. You want to you want to do some to murder to murders? Sure. I actually want to ask you one more thing. Oh, okay. What'd so, what do you think about the the music? Music was fine. Yeah, like for me, like it fit the, the style. It fit the style. So, yeah, it, it's not my kind of music, but it works well in this setting. I was watching it, and there's the part where she's like getting all shitty in the club <laughs> and yeah. throwing up, and I was like, I don't like this music. But I'm digging this right now. <laughs> yeah. But it, I get it. I get it, man. It's speaking to me. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I saw people that were like kind of. It's no Blue Monday. I'll just say that. Oh, no. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Wanna to do the tomato, tomato. You want to do it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> oh, man. How does it feel? Tomato, tomato. Uh, tomato, tomato. Tomato, the critics are bringing this in at an 80%. That's insane to me. 8-0. This is... That makes... Wait, wait, wait. wait. <sighs> yeah. This is, this is when Rotten Tomatoes scoring doesn't work. Right. If you go with, like, break... Like, look at the actual grades. It's averaging, like, like a, a C. Yeah. So... Oh, right, right, right. Because... The tomato score is just what percentage of critics recommend it would say like, yeah, go see it. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they're giving it a B Mm -hmm. or a B minus in this case, because they could say like, yeah, it's like a C minus, but it's worth it's worth checking out. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. So So they actually have it graded around a C. 
Yeah, it's about that. Tomato, 80%. The audience, 81%. Okay, so they're... Wow. Okay. Close in agreements. Yeah, 80 to 81. That blows me away. So I'll give you my answer. Okay. I'm going to go tomato. Okay. This is tough. I actually bounced back and forth between two. Ooh... I think I have to give it a C minus. C minus? Yeah, I think that's where I'm sticking. I was bouncing back and forth between a C or a C minus. And yeah, just C minus for me. Yeah. Yeah. I like I said, if you're if you're a Harley Quinn fan, go see this. If you liked Suicide Squad, one, uh don't talk to me. But you're gonna love this. This is way better than Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah. And I think I like this better than Aquaman. I do, too. I would watch this before watching Aquaman again. Me, too. And I don't remember what grade I gave Aquaman. It might have even been the same. Or I I gave Aquaman, I think, a D-. Like I did not like it very much at all. Well, my grade might have changed for it later, but let me look at that while you tell me your tomato tomato. My tomato tomato is tomato. Okay, you're going with the... I'm going with the 80. Okay, because good. my letter grade is—that's what I gave it, right? Did I, or did I say tomato? Oh, I think you said tomato. But it doesn't you, matter either way. Is a C minus. <laughs> you're you're going you're going with tomato. I'm, I'm going you, with you C minus. I'm going tomato, and I went C plus. Okay. Yeah, I I had more fun with this than you did for sure. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. But yeah, man, I uh, like I said, I had a lot of fun with it. That was that was a thing. I left the theater being like, I wasn't really offended by much. Like, yeah. I actually said this to Kat because she asked me how it was. And I was like, it's not a good movie. Like, it's really not. Yeah, as a movie. That's the thing that was bothering me because I'm looking at this and I'm like, all right, if I'm going to critique this movie, what are the things that we critique about a movie? How is its writing? What is its storytelling style? What's the, the camera style, visual style? Like, how is the acting? And... While some things were hitting, and as much as I liked the performance of some characters, the story wasn't there. The script isn't there. And it, that's a big part of your movie, man. Yeah. So it, that, it was just really hard to like grade it like super strong. But if you're going based just off of like the action sequences and the style of the film itself... It, it could easily be in like the high B's or low A range, mm-hmm. you know? Actually, when I left the theater, I said, I was like, this is probably a B minus for me. Like, I, I had a good time. And then I thought about it. And I was like, yeah, like, the story's pretty, pretty mediocre at best. And I was like, and the, there's nothing to the characters. Everything for me was like, I liked watching it. I had fun watching it. And I laughed. But I'm going to try and be honest with what kind of movie <laughs> it is. I like it. Yeah. I definitely like it more than, than Aquaman. I would put this below Wonder Woman. For me. Yeah, me too. And I didn't love Wonder Woman, but... If you want to do, like, don't, don't include Joker. Right, because it's not DCEU. Yeah, but I think if you're if you're going, like, you know, the last four people have liked. So this, yeah. Wonder Woman, Shazam, Aquaman. Yeah. Aquaman would be last, and then it would be this, and then Wonder Woman, and then Shazam for me. Yeah, it's the same exact thing for me. Yeah. But I think that this is a good run for them. Like, I mean, you, you go back and you... And you Think about when like the uh, Superman movies are coming out, and it was like, "Holy shit, Batman vs Superman is awful!" And Suicide Squad is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. You know, so this is at least people are leaving and they're like, "Yeah, I had a good time watching it." So. Yeah, for sure, and good on them. But dude, I look at the Rotten Tomato scores, and I, 
I don't think I'm connected to society anymore. I think I've lost touch in some way. You've lost touch. You're because I looked you're at those. Boomer. Yeah. Okay, boomer. Like I looked at those scores and I was like, no. And when it first when it first came out, it was, it was at ninety two. I was like, no way. And then I saw the movie and I was like, how ninety two? How? Well, how? I was gonna say we uh we didn't get into this much, but like the movie represents like a lot for feminism and stuff like that. There, there might be some, you okay. There, uh, under the surface no, points I, for that. You know, no, I, I think the, well, I think that the, the theme is very obvious in the movie. Oh, it's super obvious. Yeah. But I, I'm in no way bothered by that. No, I think I, I it, wasn't either. I'll say, I think they did a better job, uh, towing that line than Captain Marvel did. I, I think so too. Captain Marvel, the way they did it, I think was not right. But, yeah. But and I think Wonder Woman did it better too. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman is the best example of it. Like yeah. But I look at that, and then I also so now I've seen three movies from the Double Deuce because I saw Bad Boys for Life the other day, and I look at the reviews on that, and these are from critics because I don't give a shit what the audience score or what the audience reviews are because if you read audience reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, like, you will go insane screaming at your phone. Yeah, you don't want to do that. (laughs) But I read critics, people who are paid to do this, and I finish watching, like, Bad Boys for Life, and I'm like, oh, man, I got to see what the critics are saying about this, and they love it. (laughs) They love it. So you never even told me what you thought about it. I thought it was bad. (laughs) And I don't understand. I'm like, I, I expect this from the audience. But the critics are eating it up. How? Bad boys. How is this? Dude, it's fucking Gemini, man, in bad boys world. What you want? What you want? (laughs) I don't want that movie. (laughs) I don't understand how critics are, are into it. It makes no sense to me. Like... I would suspect them to be able to point out the same flaws that I was able to find in a heartbeat. There is no less than nine montages. Oh, man. No less. Should I see this? It's, it was playing in Dolby. There's <laughs> four four different sh- scenes that either begin or end with a drone flying into the scene or the drone flying out of the scene. Oh, I got to see this now. There's at least four. <laughs> Ridic- and it's not even directed by Michael Bay, and he did the first two. Oh wow! So this is okay. So there, there are things that were cool about it, but like the audience has it at a ninety-six. Whoa! Wait, what? Yeah, ninety-six. <laughs> ninety-six. The critics have it at a seventy-eight or something. That's, Seventy-seven. I can tell that's already too high. But dude, the audience ninety-six with thirty-six thousand votes. At a 96. 36. Teetering on an A+. 36,000 votes. And it's teetering on an A+. A movie that I watched and went, that's almost a fucking F. What was your letter grade? Just because... I think I gave it a D-. (laughs) January, baby. (laughs) I don't get it. Maybe that's it. They're watching the movies around them and they're like, man, this ain't the grudge. Or this ain't the rhythm section. Yeah, but guess what? All of the best picture nominations were in theaters. Just go watch a better movie. Yeah. Just go watch one of those. Oh, man. But am I 
am I so up my own ass that I I'm just I don't get it? Like, do I not get it? Sonic's gonna bring you down. <laughs> I feel I'm Sonic, worried that Sonic's I'm going to see Sonic and everyone's going to roast it. I'm going to be like that movie was amazing because I like Ben Schwartz and Jim Carrey a lot. Just let me know when uh when we're seeing Sonic. <laughs> Opening day, day, Valentine's yeah. Day. It opens on Valentine's Day. I will say I already I, told Megan like uh, I got a date with Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> Sonic is my Valentine. <laughs> Dr. Robotnik and his mean bean machine, baby. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to have a mean bean machine. <laughs> Whacking my beans. <laughs> <laughs> Whacking my beans. It's my, my balls. Uh, yeah, I got it. <laughs> just whacking my beans in the movie theater. <laughs> just smacking them around like a cat with a little ball. Jeez. Well, ma'am, uh, I'm glad. We, I'm actually glad that we 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 got through this episode. This is our first comic book movie of the Double Deuce. Yeah. Next yeah. one's probably Black Widow, right? Next comic book movie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. So. Yeah, Black Widow's going to be next. Unless there's some like weird indie comic that's getting an adaptation that we didn't know about. No, I don't think so, because Black Widow's next month, right? Is it next Is month? Is it? No, I think it's May. Is it May? I get the M months mixed up, you know? Rightfully so. Yeah. I get it. It's it's tough being, being dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really is. I understand. Well, also, they're only like two, three months apart from each other. March, yeah. April, May. Yeah, there's only April splitting them up. I'd be I'd be surprised if it was if it was next month because I, I'm sure they see. Yeah, it's May first. Yeah, they usually do May May October releases and then sometimes the summer in the middle. Yeah, Spider Man's usually summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, cool, man. I'm glad we got to see this. And the next time we record, we're gonna we're gonna have to do it uh, remotely. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, we'll do some test runs over the over the next couple of days i'm sure we'll be fine yeah i got a sick studio setup that i never use <laughs> so and i already know you're set up to go here so uh for the for the swampies i don't want them to worry about any hiccups along the way worst case scenario the audio might sound a little bit different because we're going to be in new rooms yeah so we're gonna have we might have some growing pains just adjusting uh some of the sounds, getting some of the uh, some of the noise down for you guys. So just be warned, I guess. But we're gonna do our best to make sure all that stuff is worked out before we even record our next episode, which we don't even know what it is yet. No, it's Sonic. Is it Sonic? Hell yeah, man! It's Sonic, baby. Oh man, I am gonna blow my brains out. <laughs> That's you just said you were excited for it. <laughs> I was playing it up for the Swampies. <laughs> I want there Fuck, to be a post credit scene. So bad. We're like, oh man, like meets knuckles. knuckles, yeah, or tails, yeah, or both. No knuckles, yeah. <laughs> be, all right, now I'm actually pumped. Yeah, knuckles was awesome. You know what? I remember when Sonic and Knuckles came out, and I was like into it. Sonic and Knuckles had the coolest cartridge. You remember that? Yeah, because you flip it up and you could put your other games in, it and you could play as Knuckles and like Sonic Two and stuff. Yeah, it was dope. Really cool. So dope. Glad we got to talk about that now. <laughs> <laughs> Throw that in there. We got to get sponsored by Sega. Sega! <laughs> Just for that. Oh, we should go back to that video game store down in Jersey. That was a cool we store. By. Really cool store. We got to pick up, uh, what's it, Swamp Thing? Yeah, Swamp Thing was the game that you always mentioned. You'd be like, hey, like, I'm going to take Swamp Thing. It was like 100 bucks. <laughs> yeah, or it might have even been more. But yeah, let me get Swamp Thing. They're like, they're like, well, they're like we've never sold that. <laughs> Well, obviously, it's still but here. It's still here. <laughs> They're like, yeah, but nobody ever wants it. Like, I want it. Put it on his card. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, he said, like, he's going to pay for it. He's going to pay for Swamp Thing. Yeah, <laughs> but I want it. Yeah, that was a cool store, though. We used to, band practice would be at seven, and we'd be, <laughs> be like, we're running 20 minutes late. Let's stop at the game store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it was on the way. <laughs> yeah, so. They were cool guys in there, though. So maybe if they want to sponsor us, we'll shout them out by name. But for now, they're just the game store. The game store. But if you guys want to get involved, you can go to twodudesmoviereviews.com. Check out our merch shop. We got a bunch of new designs up there. We're going to be sending out the prizes to the winner soon. Uh, we just ordered those. So I also ordered us some extra gifties. I got you a little going away present. Oh, thank you. It won't be here by the time you go away. I'm probably going to be back the next weekend. Might not even be here then. I will probably be back the next weekend. <laughs> I didn't actually get you anything. Oh, okay. I just figured I'm like, oh, well, you'll be gone. And No, no, no. I did get you something. <laughs> the next time, as soon as it's in, because I don't want to just mail it to you because that costs money. But the next time I see you, I will uh, I will give you, give you a nice but, little gifty. Thanks, man. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I actually, like you said, you're like, you want to buy some merch and I'm trying to save money right now. So it's like I was paying. I was like, oh, no, I won't. I'll be good. So, yeah, I'm actually excited. Well, I got I got you a little something coming. I also got me a bunch of stuff coming. Nice. So, yeah, go check that stuff out. Go to our social media at to do's movie reviews. And yeah, you know, you can still leave us five star reviews. I guess our next goal is 100 and then we'll do another giveaway. Yeah. So we're halfway there. Halfway there. <laughs> oh, yay. Oh, hey. Oh, we only got to do everything we just did in the first year again. <laughs> Hopefully it goes quicker. Yeah, much quicker. It should. Now it just keeps rolling in. But also keep sending us messages. We love talking to the Swampies. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, we love you guys. And yeah, on that note, suck it, losers. <laughs> <laughs>